Sorry, my friend. He's a bad cop. I'm a good cop. Okay. You can trust me. I won't be on the show. I'm gonna be on the show. I'm gonna be the star of the show. You started off as the bad cop, so now you're the good one. Hope this movie doesn't suck ass. It will. <laughs> now you're the good cop. Oh my god. The moral is you're a total bitch. How are you holding up? Because I'm a potato. It certainly does suck. Isn't there supposed to be a good cop? Hope you boys brought popcorn. Cause I'm about to put on a show. Do you? How come we only sang the last two words for having the happy birthday party? Woo, yay! Thank you to our friends from Community. That's right, it is our Hello During a Random Dessert, the month and day of which coincide numerically with your expulsion from a uterus! What? It's our birthday, bitch! Uh, that, was, that was a deep dive. <laughs> yeah, it's our birthday, one year. Alexa, applause. Thought she was going to slow clap us there. <laughs> she doesn't like our podcast. No, she's not an avid listener. Oh, contraire, she's here every episode. Thank you, Alexa. Touché. I thought she was going to say something else. Okay. Um, yeah, one year. One year of good pop, bad pop. One year of raking in those faves and not faves. How about that? Pretty good. Um when about a year ago, year plus, I guess, you were like, hey, let's do a podcast. I'm like, M, that's dumb. You're dumb. Stop being dumb. But here we are. Yeah. There's a lesson there about you often getting what you want. Yeah, well, the lesson is complain enough and things will happen. <laughs> so um, as part of our birthday today, we're going to be talking about um, the best birthday episodes and movies um, that have happened ever, all the time. From... That we've seen. That we've seen, which are the only ones that count. And, and could remember on short notice. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Um, so we're going to be chatting birthdays, and then after that we're going to chat a little bit of gaming reviews. So we've been uh, dabbling here and there in some things, but you can guess what. Um, and then after that I'm going to review Netflix original film Tall Girl, as well as season three of Work and Moms, and then T is going to bring it home by talking about episodes that bring us from season one to two, because that's what we are doing right now. Yeah, so more the, or less. The podcast season's usually about a year, so we feel this is our season finale of um, season one. Well, I guess, except that we'll be diving straight into season. Two. Yeah, but that, that you know, we'll have a usual break yeah. for the holiday season. But uh... so I dug into a few of my favorite shows and looked for the best season one final episode. And season two opening episode. Not necessarily the best. Just shows I liked that had noteworthy <laughs> ones. But we'll see how that goes. Sounds like solid material. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. Um, uh, before we dive in, though, I want to remind everyone to submit your entries for Good Listener, Bad Listener. We've got a few of the entries already. We've got a couple picked. We still need a few more. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to do an episode where you tell us what to review. Send us your favorite your obscure your weird movies tvs video games and if neither of us have seen it or played it watched it we will do so and review it and tell you if you are a good listener or a bad listener so you know you're right there pop open your facebook send us through some obscure movies and we might watch it and sledge your taste on this podcast indeed you can also send those through at good pop underscore bad pop on the twitter sphere so, birthdays. Birthdays! <laughs> this was a weird um, a weird project. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to work out, like, what do you do for a podcast birthday? Do you do, like, 
a cake smash, I feel like that would not be good listening. And it would just be messy. But we would have cake, so... That is true. I'd let it slide. Maybe we'll do that anyway. Maybe we should make like a fun little uh, boomerang on our Instagram of us just smashing some cake. Want to go get cake? Let's do it. Let's get cake later and just, you know, because we're putting it on Instagram. But just so I can eat the cake. Yeah, cool. Deal. Yeah. All right. Yeah, done. We'll see you at 9.30 p.m. (laughs) Woolies. Or 11.30 p.m. Coles. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be there. So stay tuned for that. Maybe we can do a rad slow-mo video and just I'm going to buy the cheapest, most expired cake Oh, I should tell the story about the last time I did that. Please do. Go on. (laughs) So this was one of my most famous Instagram posts. Um, I was raiding a Woolies late one night and there were, uh, I was in the cake aisle because that's where you can usually find me late on a (laughs) weeknight. Wait Um, wait on any night, really. (laughs) There was a One one Direction? Yeah, it was One one Direction direction cake. Like a giant (laughs) slab of cake, like 30 centimetres by 50 centimetres. Like Like for 50 people. For 50 people cake. And... (laughs) In a West Sydney Woolies, no one wanted this giant cake and it had been reduced and reduced and reduced <laughs> to about eight bucks. What was thought, five dollars? Or maybe five bucks. I don't Something know. ridiculous. I have to check the gram. But I went, that's a lot of cake for five bucks and I love cake, so I bought it. Um, not to share with anyone. I just went, how much of this could I eat by myself? It was simpler times. I got through two of the members of the band before I had to chuck it out. Like he said, simple times. So it was like a year ago. <laughs> it was not. It was two years ago. At least three years ago. Oh god. Anyway, maybe we'll regram that for all your pleasure later. <laughs> yeah, this giant One Direction cake tea oh. attempted to wait. It was. I could have given it a red hot go. It just wasn't very good cake. That was the big. It was pretty shitty cake. That was the tragedy of it. <laughs> it was just standard tasty sponge cake. It was really no. It was really dense and terrible. Yeah. It was gross. Anyway, side note. <laughs> What we're talking about. Weirdest cake you've eaten. Yeah. S- send us a message. Yeah, pl- legit, please do. Um, or oh, best uh, obscure item you've bought for cheap at a, <laughs> at a grocer. Oh my god. So Where best birthday episodes <laughs> is what we were talking about. Now this is a tricky one because birthdays are lame and they don't make for good television. I so, disagree. Or, I love birthdays. I think I love a good birthday episode. I love a good birthday episode. I love a good Christmas episode. Oof. Nah, they're the best. So the I'll die on this hill. All the ones we Fight saw me. were ones where something's gone weird or funny or wrong well, to make it a birthday episode. That's how you write television. Yeah, but you know. <laughs> No one goes, oh, I had a party and it all went fine. Like, what a boring-ass episode of TV that would be. Depends what show. <laughs> so, therefore, we bring you some great ones. <laughs> um, now, when I think birthday TV, I'm pretty sure everyone jumps to the same thing that they think of, and that is The Simpsons episode, Stark Raving Dad. Like, you can't really get past that without being like, oh, birthdays, TV, Simpsons, Lisa, it's your birthday. Yeah, um... A, a darling of the media, Michael Jackson, cameoed on this episode. Indeed. You could argue this didn't age well. <laughs> that was a well, good episode. That was a great episode. Because it was a white guy in prison who just pretended he was Michael Jackson. It was a... a it wasn't in prison, he was in a mental institution. Mental institution. So, Michael Jackson's obviously cameo- cameoing on an episode of The Simpsons. Did he, he actually do the voice? Yes. Oh, he did? Okay. I thought but was he baby. must not have wanted to be animated or something... So they came up with this really weird plot line. This is early Simpsons too, before it went super mm. surreal. So there must have been something there, like a reason why Michael Jackson didn't want to... I don't know. 
didn't want well, to be drawn just, in the show. Maybe they just wanted to make a bigger plot. About. Actually, you know what? I'm having some weird flashbacks where I think I did look into this once. Um, don't remember what happened. We'll have to get back to you. <laughs> but no, great episode. Um, and dare I say, one of the best birthday songs written out there. Birthday songs. <laughs> um, actually, I've got another birthday song to compete. Not necessarily about birthdays, but was in the birthday episode. Bart Simpson's birthday, where he gets stuck in the well. Yeah. And they have the charity one, where they're all like, we're sending our love down the well. All the way down. With Sting and Krusty. <laughs> Can I also just point out this is the first time that you've ever sang on this podcast? Do I not sing on this podcast? No, that's uh, that's normally my job, which is a displeasure to everyone. Yeah, there's a real, there's a poorly aligning of... <laughs> Skill sets, since I have a beautiful oh, singing see. voice. <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> so that's uh, my first pick. <laughs> While we're on The Simpsons, actually, we're, yeah. we're, we got Marge's birthday, where mm-hmm. Homer gets her a bowling ball, and she nearly has an affair over it. <laughs> what a birthday. <laughs> yeah. um, has Homer had a birthday episode? I'm, I don't know, actually. Like, surely he has. How could he not have? Hmm. I can't think of it. Oh, well. There's definitely a couple of um, birthday episodes on there. Yeah, alright. What else you got? Okay, so um, after that, I have something a little more recent. Um, we watched Broad City recently, and one of the best episodes of that whole show was uh, The Last Supper, where Alana takes Abby out for her 26th birthday and eats so much shellfish that she's allergic uh, to. Yeah, that was my favourite episode. And then Abby accidentally takes the adrenaline shot instead, and then Roy lives and rages out in slow motion of the restaurant. Because, meanwhile, with, like, I won't go into details of that oh. line, but she's going through, a, like, a mid-twenties crisis of yeah, what it doesn't? means to be an adult and what you do that's mature, and she's like, I'm mature and I'm top of things. And, and they then, go to this very fancy restaurant. And then something gross happens, and she's like, I'm a phony i'm a fraud i'm a child uh yeah it was a great episode oh, so good. the slow-mo when she's taking the epi and she's like i can eat crayfish even though she's allergic because she's like i know my limits <laughs> no one knows their limits is the is the take-home message but uh yeah a really and, uh, great episode of cameo City. from amy poehler in that episode yes oh my god how dare i not even mention that yeah forgot um yeah she's hilarious and obviously uh, yeah, fantastic episode of Broad City. So if you ever wanted to watch just one, actually, no, there's a lot of good episodes of Broad City, but watch that one. <laughs> it's very good. That was one of the first ones I actually did watch because you yeah. were watching it and I wasn't. And that you I just walked, walked in, in you were like, what the like, hell is going on? I'm like, all right, I'll pay this. This is funny. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. What's the face? Know, Who's the quirky one of the two? Um, well, I mean, they're both quirky. Do you mean Alana? Yeah. She's doing ads for Nike now. Is she? Yeah. I, I haven't watched that. it yet, but I thought that was a weird pairing nice yeah i need to watch their web series actually i'm not too sure what um what that's about oh t the dog is here <laughs> hello t happy birthday to you too hooray don't stop the licking laptop. the equipment dog <laughs> or we'll kick you out we're gonna get some electrical interference from the dog licking yeah. thing stop licking everything um next episode is one of my all-time favorite shows an episode of scrubs okay um, and something that really resonated with me and gave me quite a, a complex about turning 30, which I definitely haven't done yet. And, um, <laughs> it was the episode, my day at the races. So do you remember when JD, he's going to turn 30 and he's like, Oh, I had all this stuff I want to do by 30. 
damn it, I'm not married, damn it, I don't have a house, damn it, I haven't done all this stuff, but you know what, there's a triathlon on, I'm going to do that. Oh, that sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah. I remember him finishing it, and everyone's gone home. Yeah, so he takes ages, and then Elliot has to, like, carry him over with her strong thighs. <laughs> and, um... Yeah, that's right, you can't do it, you're too weak, I'm too heavy. <laughs> <laughs> she just hulks out and carries him. Ah, oh, that's awesome. And then that's when I started leg day. Um, so, so that was, um, JD turning 30. Yeah. Man, how old? Like, how long ago was that? JD's like an old man now. He's in his Sack 40s. Yeah. yeah. Still got it, though. Well, have you seen him recently? Yeah. Got it? He does not. Disagree. <laughs> All right. I have a type. <laughs> They're nerdy. Um, so, yeah, I really liked that episode, and it gave me the idea to also make a, a 30 bucket list, most of which I also did not complete. <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't do a triathlon, <laughs> but I did do some other but cool stuff. you wouldn't have put a triathlon on your bucket list. No, I did put jumping out of a plane on it, and I did that. You did that. I got a great photo of, of the uh, number on the list on, written on my hand while I'm in the middle of the fucking sky. Dope. Anyway, so... <laughs> do everything else on that list? Uh, I'll have to draw it out and have a look. Yeah, right. we, could, we could do that. I was going to say we should do that for our 30th episode, but that was nine episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's a point. How many episodes did we get? What are we up to? This is our 39th episode. So 39 in a year. Official, not including our spoiler casts. Okay. So including spoiler casts, we got up to like... An amount. Anyway. 45, 46. That's not bad. It's not bad. So the next episode I want to talk about is from another beloved show of ours, Community. Mm. Um, Now they had a lot... Well, they had at least two really good birthday episodes. Um, But the one I want to talk about is Critical Film Studies. Also known as My Dinner with Abed. Yes, uh, and that that got real. I really liked that episode. Do you want uh, to tell that, us about it? That was great. So they, so Abed, if you don't watch Community, watch Community. So yeah, Abed obviously. loves TV movies and stuff, so they're throwing him Sounds a... Sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah, he's our spirit animal, I guess. So they're throwing him a Pulp Fiction birthday Patrons. party, and they're all dressed up as characters from Pulp Fiction um mikhail's taking abed out to dinner because he wants to go out to dinner for some reason he's like all right i'll do that then we'll take him to the party it'll be great and abed who's no bit um spectrumy let's say mm. is acting all normal and stuff and they're having like real adulty conversations and it turns yeah, like out typical you're yeah for. turns out he's doing a bit from um, my dinner with andre but is doing you know wants to have a real conversation and stuff mm. and mikhail who's like eventually gets pulled into it, goes, okay, and has a real conversation with a lot of... I love that. Like, it was a real peek <laughs> behind the curtain into Jeff, and you're yeah. like, whoa, man. Yeah, really opened up. That's deep. Like, shit, son. And the best bit was, you see Abed, who's mid-bit, and then seeing Mikhail go nuts, and you see him starting to go, oh, God, what have I done? What yeah. have I done? What have I done? This is a bit... And it turns out he was just faking it to do a sketch from a movie, and they have a fight, but they still have a Pulp Fiction party, and... It was a wild episode. Mm. Like, they were talking about Abed's obsessed with the show Cougar Town. Mm. Like, I completely forgot about that. I saw this episode. And he does this whole bit about being on Cougar Town. And funny story, he did cameo on Cougar he did, Town. Yeah. yeah, he's in the background of a scene drinking Starbucks or something. Yeah. I do want to watch Cougar Town because that was Why? made by it was made by Bill Lawrence, who did Scrubs. So, who's that? Busy Phillips, Courtney Cox. Mm-hmm. Others. <laughs> I've got a newfound appreciation for Busy Phillips after hearing her on a podcast, so I'm like, yeah. I love Busy Phillips, She's but I, I was a big um, Freaks and Geeks fan. True, true. Yeah. But um, um, yeah, yeah, the be- best line from that is, it's too hot and my balls are touching a zipper. <laughs> <laughs> 
Which was Chevy Chase, who was dressed up as the gimp suit. If you couldn't piece that together. Yeah. Oh, God. Let's rewatch Community. <laughs> we did, like, two years ago. Yeah. What's that done for me lately? Uh. I'm going to watch it, like, today. Um, so, that was that episode. And now we're on to our other favourite program. We have so many favourite programs. Uh, I've got an episode from Parks and Recreation. Ooh. Do you remember when it was Ron's birthday? In the episode Eagleton. Was that the Season one where he's assigned a scavenger hunt? Um, no? Maybe. I actually don't remember that, but probably. Because um, he hates gifts and he hates parties and he hates anything. It's more, yeah, so it's, it's that so everyone's... So Leslie sets him up a scavenger hunt because yes. he loves puzzles. And everyone's giving him a lot of shit being like, oh, Leslie's got the best birthday for you. And they're doing all these stunts like... All these balloons and stuff are coming in. He's sweating it out, being like, oh, God. I don't want a party. I don't want any of this. Um, And then the ending of the episode is so very sweet. Like what his actual present was. It melted my little black heart. (laughs) Yeah, it was... um, Got to watch his favourite movie and eat a steak by himself. Yeah, it was was so nice. It's scotch. truly was. Spoils his. But it truly was like the the greatest birthday gift anyone could ever give. (laughs) Yeah, where's my steak and scotch and favourite movie and everyone leaves me alone? That's you, like, every day. <laughs> yeah, I'm living a good life, you know. <laughs> I'm really living my best me. This shit could be worse, T. Yeah. Um, so I, I really treasure that episode. I think it's really nice. And after that, I have a animated one, another animated one. We've got um, Bob's Burgers. Oh, yeah? Sheesh Kebab. Do you remember that episode where um, Tina wants this dramatic 13th birthday, so Bob gets a second job, um running taxis and he makes friends with all the um uh drag ladies i don't (laughs) yeah well it was very funny and he ends up bringing them all to tina's party and Mm -hmm. tina ends up having an amazing party and her first kiss with all these rad um queens around it's great (laughs) bit drag race in there yeah so that was a really fun episode um now another one now a lot of people when they think favorite birthday episodes of the office Think about Michael's birthday when um, he has a mad pout and they all have to go to the skate rink. But that wasn't my favorite one. My favorite one was the two-parter one uh, lecture circuit from season five. Right. And the B story was... What happened? So there was a party committee and it was causing issues. (laughs) So Dwight and Jim took control, but they completely forgot everyone's birthday. (laughs) Or they forgot Mindy Kaling's birthday. Yeah. And then they got in trouble and had to throw a last-minute party. They did. And what a party they threw. Um, you've probably seen pictures of it, at least floating on the internet, of the happy birthday, full stop, banner. And just this, <laughs> no, like, It is your birthday. It is your birthday. <laughs> and it's just the most drab party. Like, none of the balloons are properly blown up. And, and they're all brown and black. They yeah, they're brown and grey. I don't and know Jim's if they're like, all being racist or something. No, no, no. Jim's like, why, why, are they, why are these ones? And Dwight's like, it matches the carpet. <laughs> Theme. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was hilarious. And they yeah. give her the gift of either a, a nap or TV during work for an hour. <laughs> And then she picks a nap. <laughs> Dwight abruptly ends her nap with rubbish bin cans. <laughs> Nap's over. Get back to work. Do all the work you didn't do in the last hour. Oh, quality. That was a good one. It was. And the last episode I have... Is it the last one I have? Yeah, the last one I have is uh, the 30 Rock episode, um, Apollo, Apollo. Do you remember this one? Yeah, we watched it. Yeah. Um, so Jack has his 50th birthday and celebrates all of his successes. He's going, look at how successful I am. I've got all this. I've got all that. 
Um, but he's a, a little bit, I guess, melancholy that, um, what's that guy's name? What's the assist- not the assistant's name, the, you know, that guy, redheaded guy. What's his name? Kenneth. Kenneth. How did I forget that? Um, you know, Kenneth's always got this boyish wonder about him and Jack's like, why can't I see the world through your eyes? It was a very, um, Citizen Kane theme in episode with the whole rosebud and the last time he was happy was when he was a child. Dog's here to visit again. And um, he actually checked everything off his bucket list. Mm. And um, he'd realised he hadn't been happy since he was 10. Yeah. Even though he'd done everything. And he was so happy when he was 10 that he got a present that made him so excited that he threw up. Yeah. And so the whole episode (laughs) was him trying to recapture the happiness to make him throw up. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Which he does when, (laughs) when he and the rest of the writing gang find an old video of of Liz being a sex phone operator and they all laugh so much that uh, Jack throws up, (laughs) (laughs) which was spectacular. That was... So, 30 Rock's a weird one for me. There's excellence, highest heights, but overall the shows are only just okay for me. Mm. And, like, Tracy Morgan, he has one pearler of a line every episode (laughs) and is annoying for the rest of every episode. It's like... Am I in horse town? Because I'm surrounded by naysayers. <laughs> and I, I, I peed myself a little. <laughs> you did. You uh, you really lizzed out. Um, so, yeah, I'm the same with 30 Rock Lake. I, episode to episode, I'm not massively into, but I really cherish the Drokes and Liz and Jack's friendship. They're yeah. two of my favorite characters that I've ever seen on TV. Yeah. I love them so much. Quirky show. All mm. right. So that's all the TV shows you got? That's all the TV shows i got. Let's chat some movies. All right, I can only the... think of one. Ah. Birthday movies. Right. Yep. No breaks. Go what on. are you doing? Sorry. They're up to a break. No. We're go. up to a movie. Go, go, go. You have the movie list. Ah. Well, do your one. Well, the only one I can think of. Well, I know what one you're going to talk about. You're going to talk about Sixteen Candles. But um, I, the only birthday thing that I can really think of and treasure from a book and film is... Harry Potter's 11th birthday, the greatest gift of all. He got told he was a wizard and he said, I'm a what? And magic happened from there. You're a unit of energy, Harry. Indeed. I'm a what? And um, that cute little birthday cake just kills me every time. It's all smushed and barely legible. It's just adorable. I love it. And what a birthday. What a gift. Yeah, he had a good run of birthdays. Like, he got the invisibility cloak, he got this, he got... Oh, I actually got that for Christmas. Yeah, you got that for Christmas. Never mind, I retract it. Don't, don't at me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Other than... Alright, so you mentioned 16 Candles of shitty birthdays that were still, in my opinion, still shitty. It's the thing, oh, she finally got what she wanted. No. Everything that happened in that movie was awful to you, and... True. Yeah, I'm still not sure you ended up with the right guy. (laughs) Classic 80s movies. Um, Can you revise the plot again of 16 Candles? Because I don't remember anything about it except that it was super racist. (laughs) uh, Super racist, super sexist, super Mm -hmm. everything. Um, Her family forgets a birthday. She's Molly Ringwald in her prime. And she's got a crush on this boy. Um, What was this? I'm going to... It's all going to merge with Pretty in Pink, to be honest. I was going to say, wasn't there a party? But I might think that was Pretty in Pink. Yeah. Um, Bit of an 80s teen movie. And... My favourite guy, his name is... John Cusack? No, no, no. No, no you're on the well, well wrong movies. Oh, Anthony Michael know. Hall? I want to say... Anyway, Breakfast oh, Club. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. those movies. And he's like a kid and he's trying to steal underwear and it's a whole thing. But, um, so creepy. The, 
we won't do this this episode, but I'm finding there's a whole genre of everyone because I've been listening to a lot of comedy rewinds lately as well, and they're talking right. about '90s movies. Yeah, and they come to the end of every review and be like, "You couldn't make this movie today." Yeah. And I did in a few of my recaps. You couldn't make movies from five years ago. Yeah, today. I'm like, you couldn't do this show today, or and Sixteen Candles, you 100 percent couldn't make today. It had terrible messages. It was had real racist characters and i'm like can you make anything today like in 2019 where we're also woke is tv gonna struggle because we can't do anything anymore i was just thinking about this when looking at the plot of 16 candles i think you can still make things that are funny that aren't really sexist and racist i mean if you're leaning on those things be a better writer fuck (laughs) jesus all right so back on track Mm -hmm. lord of the rings fellowship of the ring opens with bilbo's 111th birthday true before he what does he do he has his birthday party and he disappears in the middle and goes screw you guys i'm going home and he disappears mid-party love it baller move <laughs> like you're all here to celebrate me i'm out <laughs> and he then moves to live with the elves for a bit good times um the other one i got toy story one birthday he gets buzz aldrin oh of course buzz Lightyear. buzz aldrin's a real person <laughs> Man, there's some rich-ass parents if they get Buzz Aldrin in for a party. Buzz Lightyear, who, voiced by Tim Allen, who kicked off the whole franchise. I mean, he could have just got Lego, and then nothing would have happened. The end. Well, the Lego movie would have come out a little earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotcha. Um, That was all I had, really. Yeah, that's a good story. Um, Can I think of any more birthday movies? Not particularly. Um... No, I got nothing. I'm trying to think of a good TV show or movie that had a, a good surprise party. Well, they're never good surprise parties. That's the. In fact, the only ones I can think of, well, I can't remember specifically what they are. I always remember that they're very deeply upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> like someone's breaking up with someone and then a surprise party happens around them. And everyone's hiding in the room. And... Yeah. yeah. I think that happens in like five different movies. <laughs> I've. Um... Which is one of them? I have executed. Not myself, but I was part of a successful surprise party where we oh, got to the person's nice. house all hid and they came home with one of the other friends who helped set it up and she walked in the front door and it was like, surprise! And she was really effing surprised. Like, Aww. crushed it. That's so nice. Yeah. I've always wanted a surprise party, but no one ever cares enough to throw me one. Oh, the logistical nightmares. Yeah, I guess. No one wants to do it. I could organize it. Never one. give me a surprise party. Why? I just don't want it. I would Bilbo Baggins the F out. I would be like, goodbye. And I welcome this logistical challenge. And like, put the ring on and disappear off into the night. <laughs> Go hang out with some elves. Oh, Run into the woods. Sure. Uh, so that's our birthday segment. Mm. Do you think of anything more birthday-y? No. <laughs> no, I can't particularly think of anything. All right, after the break. Send us in your favorite birthday episodes or movies if we've not covered them. At goodpop underscore badpopple forward slash podcast on Facebook. After the break, we have a few reviews. Welcome back, M. How are you? What have you been playing? What have you been watching? How do you feel? Tell me about you. Well, we'd be here all day if we talked about me. That's a good point. Trim it down to <laughs> 10 minutes and we'll work out the rest later. Sure. Um, I've been... Watching a few things. So even though season two, I feel like, didn't come out that long ago, season three of Working Mums just came out on Netflix. Now, I love this show. As someone who's not really into the whole parent thing, um, 
I'm surprisingly addicted to this show. It's really smart and very funny, very female forward, which I'm all about. Um, now what happens this season? So Kate is running her own business or trying to get it all up and running. Um, her other friend whose name I forget, <laughs> she's sort of dealing with um, what happened at the end of last season and trying to work through that kind of trauma through her work, which is really interesting. Um, wild ride. And I saw five minutes of an episode and they were all dropping pills and running around the desert in their underwear. Yeah. Standard mum stuff, you know. <laughs> and like the kids were around and all really too friendly with their parents and all kind of chill about it. It was a bit weird. I'm trying to think. Oh, that was that was a particular family whose kids are assholes. Right. Yeah, so that's just that particular family. Okay. Um, but yeah, that was a weird episode. So really brought it for season three. Um, I really like how Kate was trying to work through some stuff in her marriage and the on and off and massive big gray area that is how do you repair and or leave a relationship. I thought that was really fascinating and she handled that really well as a writer and as an actor in um in the show. And holy shit, did they end that season on a cliffhanger of a real do you want life A or life B? And I was just like, hoo-hoo, damn girl, what are you going to choose? And I was really pissed because I'm like, I really need to know, Kate, what are you going to do? So, yeah, fascinating. I won't really give away what it is, but um, if you're invested, you know what I'm talking about. So, is this about girls in the city with jobs where they're editors? No, those are the other shitty shows right. that I watch. <laughs> I've been bunching all your shows together into this one bucket. <laughs> That's just two shows that I watch, which is... Um, girls in the big city. They're all editors or no. publicists. All those kind of jobs. Working Mums is based in Canada. Really? Yeah. I haven't seen a good Canadian TV show since Future Man, mm. which we watched this year. Never True. mind. Continue. Uh, but no, very well-written show. Really enjoy it. So season three, definitely worth a watch. Um, an outstanding follow-up to season two. Don't know if it's better than season two. Um, hard to say. Definitely better than season one, though, I think. So uh, overall, I'd say the show is on the up. So get on that if you haven't already. Uh, and it's appealing to people who also don't have kids. It's not just one of those shows for for mums only mums would know mm. reblog if you agree Ugh. that's like <laughs> that other horrible show that i tried to watch that was on stan um i forget what it's called it was rubbish and made me feel crap about myself <laughs> so i was like oh who would watch this um the letdown that's what that was don't watch it it's balls <laughs> i mean they told you <laughs> it's called the letdown well i know but like it was like with that show i think i talked about this already uh it was like that show smilf like i don't mind a show where there's someone getting like you know, trodden on and stuff, but you've got to have a win occasionally. Otherwise, it's just fucking depressing. <laughs> That's, um, while I didn't watch the show, but I was listening to an episode of Conan where, she, where he was interviewing Lisa Kudrow, mm. who did the the comeback. And apparently it's the same. Like, Ken's uh, like, I can't watch his show because everyone's so mean to you all the time. How do you uh, deal? And Lisa Kudrow's like, well, it's a character. And they say, cut. And then we go about our days. It doesn't, like, take it with me. And Conan's like, we don't get that. We <laughs> just see all the horrible things happening to you. Aww. Everyone's so mean to you. It's so funny. Damn. Yeah. Conan um, needs a friend. Highly recommend. Podcast. Mm, good pod. Uh, yeah, so I watched that. And I also watched a film called Tall Girl. Was it long? Oddly enough, no. <laughs> but you know what? It should have been. Not False for that advertising. reason. Um, 
But that ties into one of my main problems with this film is that there seem to be a lot of characters... What's it about? What's it about first? Fine. It's about a tall girl. Um, Uh That's basically it. So, you know, this girl's tall. She's a bit awkward. Everyone keeps saying, how's the weather up there? And all the stuff that people say to taller people. Whoa, whoa. So it's actually about the tribulations of someone who's tall. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Well, she's because she's um, you know, she's in high school and next summer, awkward girl, a girl who's awkward, and has a job as a publicist in the big city, <laughs> awkward girl on Fox. Those are the other three programs I watch. <laughs> um, no, tall girl. So um, this is such a wild premise. <laughs> I don't think so. I really like that that Netflix is embracing the different sorts of identities of young people. So they really nailed it with um. Shit. <laughs> um, I'll another one. Next summer, <laughs> this girl is a regular girl. She has a regular job and a regular family, but record scratch, she's left-handed. <laughs> Lefty Magoo. <laughs> this summer on Fox. Ah, <laughs> uh, sorry. It's just the tall thing seems such an arbitrary premise for for conflict. <laughs> Because you're a white boy and you don't understand any of the problems that are going on. I understand on height. Do you? <laughs> There's short white men and tall white men. You, you don't get to cut you, us out, out of, of this one. Of which you are neither. <laughs> but it's okay for men to be tall is the whole thing. But like tall women, people get really weirded out by. So Isn't it the same with short men? Not really. I mean... You once told me I wasn't tall enough. I felt discrimination. That was the first time I'd ever felt it, so it was like really eye opening for me. Oh, I, I stand it. by my comment. Like <laughs> short ass, not even six. Just foot. for the listeners, I'm just a smidge under six foot. I am in no way short. <laughs> T is nowhere near six foot. <laughs> I'm a smidge under. Okay. One hundred eighty centimeters. What's one hundred eighty centimeters? I don't know. Alexa, what's one hundred eighty centimeters in feet? One hundred eighty centimeters is five feet eleven inches. Yeah, five eleven. Not hearing any sixes in there. Yeah, I said under. <laughs> anyway, the movie I was thinking of was To All the Boys I've Loved Before. That was a very sweet Netflix original movie. Um, tall girl is not this. <laughs> so she's too tall. It's about this girl who's tall. Um, and I had... Look. <laughs> Sorry, continue. No, it was legitimately really hard because she can't wear heels. She feels like she's not allowed to be pretty. Everyone treats her like she's this weird goliath person um and everyone you know deems her unattractive so um of course we get the beauty makeover where she walks down the stairs because it's a teen movie um and she's very gorgeous and but that this is what's really bizarre about the movie is that there's a lot of really sweet things about it similar to all the boys i've loved before but they just don't quite nail that in uh and i think one of the problems is that this was maybe filmed as a whole movie, but they were like, you know what? It's a it's a C grade Netflix original. Cut it to an hour thirty, and as a result, we lost so much backstory for the characters. So she's got this sister who's like um, a beauty queen and does all these like pageants and stuff. Um, and you know, she's, she's allegedly very caring and has all these explosive outrages like twice that are really out of left field. And like, I feel like, like, I see how you're trying to make this character have depth, but this just seems really weird. So wait, you're saying she had a a staircase. She's all that moment. Yeah. 
And prior to this point, no one had considered her to be an attractive person because she was tall. Yes. This is the dumbest premise <laughs> I've ever heard. Well, because she wears, like, tracksuits all the time. Oh, she has a ponytail. She does. I was about and to say that. And suspenders. <laughs> now we're into another teen movie territory. This was I a know. sea gag in Juice Bigelow. <laughs> like, this is the we. I, I think I need to watch this. This sounds like the like they've pulled a, a ball out of a hat <laughs> to be like, all right. He's, we've got a movie, but we don't have her disadvantage yet. We'll write a bunch of things like she's she can be poor, or she can be a nerd, or she can all this stuff, and like she's too tall. All right, cast it. <laughs> like she's too tall. See, That's her have, disadvantage. I don't have the problem with the tall part. I really liked that part about it. Um, and her whole thing is like, oh, I don't want to date a boy shorter than me, which is what every tall girl ever says, um, because you know dudes feel emasculated and threatened because God forbid anyone have a tall woman. Um, so then a tall guy comes, but turns out he ain't all that. But my my biggest gripe with the movie, besides <laughs> the fact that they cut out, like, a lot of backstory. And the which, premise. And, yeah. Well, yeah, look, that too. Um, <laughs> is that they, they, like, immediately, like, within the first four minutes of the movie, her male best friend is like, one day we'll be together. And she's like, no, we won't. And you're like, okay, cool. I see where this movie's going. And that's that's exactly what happens. I mean, this is one step away from Rob Schneider as a carrot. <laughs> not really. It's got nothing uh, to do with that. But um, like, the, it's a movie that could have been made like ten, fifteen years ago, twenty years ago. Like it, it was, was like a late. Just low. <laughs> it was like a, a late nineties movie. That's a huge bitch. It's got nothing to do with that movie, just because that also had a tall woman in it. Um, so yeah, it was like it was written. 20 years ago, like a late 90s movie, because the guy in it, like the best friend is all like, it'll be me, it'll be me, it'll be me. I'll just sit around and raid around forever and like stalk you. And then they end up together. And I'm like, well, I feel like we learned nothing from this film. Yeah, I hate that trope. Like the the dated concept of, um, you know, the very persistence. That, well, yeah, the like very the thing guy, they oh, make fun of persistent. in Not Another Teen Movie. Yeah, if you're persistent, you'll get her, you know, just stick it out. You'll get her, you know, just keep at it. It's like sometimes she's just not into it, man. And if you keep going, it's no longer romantic and becomes a bit creepy. Then it's creepy and, and you should back off. Um, and look, I'm not opposed to a film where two besties end up together, but you can't do it like this. This is not the way. Teaching boys to be like, if you just sit around and are there enough, it'll all be fine. So, yeah, there was a lot I liked about it, a lot of sweet things. Um, and it's a shame because the, the male lead in this show I really like. He's the um, the main guy in American Vandal. And so I'm a big fan of that guy. I think he's kind of one to watch, to be honest. Um, but it's just such a shame the way that this was written. So... Lots of sweet things about it, but I give it a solid five and a half out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Oof, that's the softest of fives. Mm, mm. All right, so, you know, how will she overcome being tall? <laughs> well, the answer was that she ended up embracing it and owned it. She was normal-sized in her heart. <laughs> oh, God. That's why I can't have conversations with you. <laughs> this, is, this is a bananas premise! <laughs> I mean... Oh my god, what an arbitrary limitation. You don't know many tall girls, do you? I've dated girls taller than me before, of which you know. <laughs> oh god. I don't remember it being a big deal, but anyway. Okay, well, good for them. <laughs> uh. 
So that is my review. So moving from tall people to short people, we've been playing some classic WoW. We have. <laughs> I say that because I'm, I'm playing a dwarf. Yeah. You're, I'm playing a night elf. Yeah, you're, you're so average good. height. So yeah. our characters couldn't date according to the logics of this movie until you accepted being tall in yourself, in your heart of hearts. In my elf. In your elf. <laughs> you could date a gnome or a dwarf or a... I think the elves are taller than the humans too. I don't know. Yeah, elves are always taller than yeah. humans. Um, I will say, I really can't stand that you're a dwarf in this game because it makes you really hard to find... There's through a lot the of goddamn grass. Yeah, some tall grass. We can't find each other. Oh. But we put the little braid frames with the little skeleton and the triangles on our heads. Turn anyway, and lose us. I was like, where the hell are you? <laughs> so I've hit a bit of a wall with Warcraft. and You've hated every minute of it, but you keep playing. <laughs> I haven't much this week for other reasons, which we'll review in a minute. Mm-hmm. But I can attribute all my problems with one zone, the Red mm-hmm. Ridge Mountains, where oh everything is collect five of these. Like... Collect five dragon wings. I'm like, cool. That Mathematically, dragons have two wings, so I have to kill three dragons. 48 dragons later, and I've got my five wings. Also, everyone on the planet is playing this game right now, and there's, you know, 100 people all waiting for this one dragon. So you got this dragon. He's out in the woods. He's in his natural habitat. He appears in existence. And there's 50 warriors, mages, warlocks around him going, <laughs> like diving <laughs> on him. It's anarchy, and I hate it. I had the same problem over at Orbiting, um, because I had to collect earrings. And I'm pretty sure I had to kill, like, a hundred whatever he's... Whatever they are, forget what they are. It's not a big talked about thing, but the mass genocide happening in the Warcraft universe. Like, we're the heroes. I must drive these wolves to extinction because I'm a hero. I have to murder all these people for jewellery. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Like, the races in Warcraft are the English. They're colonizing force. I'm like, oh, we need to tame the front. Let's murder all the pigs. Oh, man, you just gave me a great idea. I really want to write a paper about... The colonization of World of Warcraft. Now it's legit. Uh, I might write this. <laughs> yeah, like oh, we're gonna protect our crops. Like you built a farm on their land. <laughs> I mean, ah. Uh, anyway, wow. Um, I'm Here's a car- the problem I have <laughs> with classic. You couldn't. Wow. You couldn't release Warcraft in 2019. <laughs> it is not woke. Uh. Here, here's my issue. You, we were on separate continents. Um, <laughs> Now I nearly rage quit this day. Now, in uh, contemporary WoW, you can just get on a boat or maybe two boats to solve this problem. To get between these two continents, here is what I had to do. Um, it took me over an hour. I had to get two boats and then walk for 50 minutes. 50 minutes of just walking. It may as well have been Lord of the Rings. It was not as eventful. It was like, and what was crazy, we didn't That's, know uh, no, we had that no this idea. had changed in modern Warcraft versus classic. So we've got a website open, how to get from A to B, and we're following the instructions to the letter. I'm like, something is not right. You're we're yelling up. at me because you're like, you're on the wrong boat. And I'm like, I'm on the right fucking boat. This is just where I've ended up. Oh, I can't help that this is so frustrating. <laughs> you were very just difficult. appearing in different places. I'm like, What's happening? Help! We're following a video. What? There's no mistakes to be made. And then you got stuck in a boat. Yeah, then I actually did get stuck in a boat. Um, that was a whole other problem. 
So yeah, it took over an hour to get from Dunassis to Stormwind. So, so every, um, don't um, try to do that. Just stay in your goddamn continent. For every cute moment in the game brought from bringing back the simplicity, you know, mm. everyone's a lot friendlier. There's a bit more community vibe. The economy's a bit more quaint, and it's nice. For every moment like that. There's 100 frustrations that don't exist in the modern game. Yes, that would is. fix it. You know, you just make friends. If someone rocks up, like, oh, I need to kill this person and get a rock. And I'm like, I need to kill this thing to get a thing. I'm like, oh, let's team up. Friends forever. <laughs> yeah. And we become friends forever and we kill some things and it's all very nice. And then, yeah. then your bags are full and your equipment's broken and you have no money and you can't, your half stone's on cooldown and the graveyard is nowhere near anywhere and. My God! I fell off the actual edge of the continent, <laughs> and um, there was no way to get back. The only way to get because I couldn't jump back up the mountain. I was like, "Well, shit!" And so I had to just swim out to sea until I got what was it exhaustion or whatever it is, and die died. And I'm like, "Well, this is really depressing." It actually made me really anxious. It was also 3 a.m., so that didn't help. Yeah, that's another thing I don't miss from my Warcraft days. You is... know you're back into Warcraft when it's 3am and you're walking for 40 minutes with one hand and eating like a pack of 20 nuggets with the other, which was exactly me a week ago. That's, I used to raid like that, so I'd be Who raiding didn't? Blackwing Lair, it was obviously 15 years ago I guess, and then I got a beer over here and I'm while everyone, I die early in a fight and it's enough time to drive down the street to Domino's, pick up my pizza, come back where <laughs> everyone's rezzed and hammer a pizza while I'm at it. I don't think I'll be getting into those habits again. Um, Look, I'm not going to say I'm not going to get into those habits. I'm just saying I shouldn't. My body does not wear 20 nuggets like it used to. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, um, mixed bag. The nostalgia Mm. is a bit fun, and I'm enjoying parts of it. I want to kind of get into some actual content instead of being stuck in the Red Ridge Mountains. Yeah. Although our, our playing mate, who plays a rogue hit me up the other day. He's like, oh, I'm leaving you guys in the dust. What happened? And I'm like, oh, Borderlands 3. <laughs> because Borderlands 3 is out. <laughs> and has taken all our quality of life gripes from 2 and applied them to a game. And everything is great and bananas and easy. And I'm going to fail uni. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't slept in a week. No regrets. Um, so Borderlands 3 came out. This won't be our official review. This is our first impressions Look, I'm trying really hard to restrain myself because um, I've been... I don't know, Look, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I've been, like, a bit excited about this game. So, firstly, like, I want to talk in terms of impressions, like, the build-up to this game. So the marketing for Borderlands 3 has been the best I have seen in a long time. I would argue it's the best I've ever seen. Yeah, every time a new game's coming out, it's just eye-roll, screw you, every announcement, you're like, you dick, microtransactions, derp, derp, derp. Um, But these guys have been great. There was free content for Borderlands 2 to get hype, lots of pre-order stuff and involvement to get stuff, and I made a VIP account you get these codes everywhere and you use it to buy goodies in the games and it's all pretty cool. Lots of engagements, lots of memes. In the last few weeks they started doing those ads where they'd look like <laughs> normal ads for Carl's Jr. or Shampoo ads. For shampoo or perfume. champagne and perfume and then they'd just turn into psychos and it'd be mayhem. Um, saying that, I bought into the hype and on your guilt trip I pre-ordered. I am against pre-orders. My bad. I don't pre-order. But we thought, ah, oh, there's some pre-order knickknacks. We're really into this. Let's reward the developer and pre-order. Oh, yeah. 
Um, I had to get Super Deluxe because it comes with the season VIP. So when all the DLCs come out, we get them for free. Well, Sweet. We, we've already paid for them. Mm. And the DLCs are usually pretty big and generally worth it. So this cost us $150. Release day, we're good to go. Um, first thing, the day of release day, all the retailers, like physical copy and store, are like, we're selling it for $59. I'm like, well, that's pretty cheap. Next that's day. Banana's cheap, really. Yeah. For such a hyped new release game. Next day, the digital online ones for Super Deluxe down to $99. So I basically paid $50 to preload, and I don't even know what the pre-order bonus was. Um, Which brings me to my next point. Is it butt stallion grenades? Because that's totally worth 50 bucks. (laughs) Yeah, so maybe my butt stallion grenades. (laughs) Nah, stand by it. That's great. So why am I pre-ordering? This was ridiculous. I felt a bit shafted by this. Anyway, minor frustration. Um, but it was a real... It's what Richard would have done. It was a real dick move. No? Alright. I've been sitting on that for a while. Um, into the game, though. Um, first impressions on the game? Oh, are you asking me? Yes. Oh, right. Um... <laughs> Warm up aside. Uh... Yeah. Yeah, look, I'm... I'm... I mean it. Um, Are you being positive or negative? (laughs) No, I'm being positive. I'm just like, I'm just thinking about my life. (laughs) What's happening? On the borderlands. (laughs) Well, man. Okay. Well, how do you even begin to talk about this? So, okay. Um, I am currently playing Moe's. I am Moe's squad. Represent. I love my little iron bear now. But did take me a long time to embrace. Um, I found I embedded it would be a little bit eh to start with. Because I'm like, this doesn't really do much. It barely lasts. Like, what's the point? I may as well just be shooting my guns. Um, have some good stuff going now. Because now we're sitting on, like, what level? 16, mm, 17? Yeah. yeah. Um, so now I'm starting to get a bit more firepower and whatnot for that. So um, Moses, of course, the... The mech, so we've, she's got this rad, bear. rad robot doodad she can sit in. Um, I'm currently using lots of flamethrowers and a railgun. So that's fun because I just, you know, because I'm a tank, I'm just walking up to dudes and just... And you put a point... Lighten them up. That installs a, um, a bubble and a turret on your back. So yeah. if I get bored, <laughs> I just jump on the back of your bear and just man a turret. Bang, da, 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 da. Yeah, I get very confused because I'm like, where are those bullets going from? Wait, wait, it's coming from my head. <laughs> yeah, no. and uh, I'm playing Flak, Flak Pack, and so I'm a giant character sitting on the back of this <laughs> mech warrior like da 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 da. Uh, good stuff. Um, so that's been very fun for me. Um, in terms of, like, I found it a little bit slow to start, but in saying that, I think I recall Borderlands 2 feeling the same way. Um... So, well, yeah. so we'll talk a bit more about story stuff in our proper review, which mm. will probably be a few weeks away. Um, this is all pretty par for the course for me. It just felt like a standard zone. Yeah. The story starting to get into place and start to ramp mm. up. As you remember, Borderlands 2 didn't really ramp up until the end of Borderlands yeah, 2. True. So time will tell. Um, I'll start with the negatives. It's not optimized for the PlayStation 4. You cannot open a menu without a huge lag freeze. It's now, not so much that. It's more like, I mean, that is the problem. But I find that's a lot worse when you're doing split screen. 
Yeah, it's worse for a split screen. And this was also happened in two. It was a split second pause. Yeah. And, but it is so much worse. Now, mm. I legit went, this is it. My PlayStation can't handle it. On the day, I went and bought an SSD hard drive and swapped my PlayStation hard drive out to install an SSD to make it faster. And I don't think it did. No, I don't think it made a difference. Mm. I know some people who flat out have just gone, no, I'm not playing this until it's patched. Yeah. Because that's how bad it is. Although speaking of split screen, one thing I am pissed about is that they've taken away the vertical split screen option. Because I really liked that. You prefer that? I did, yeah. Yeah, so. I'm not sure. Please patch. Yeah. I'm not sure about that one. I'd have to play both. Um, so the gun, the gunplay and while you're running around shooting stuff is fine. That's smooth. Mm. It's just menus and it is a lot of menus. There's a lot of travel, a lot of gear management. It's also whenever you're at a, a lot of um, questing, a, a lot gun of machine or an ammo machine. Yeah. And so as soon as you do that, I'm like, all right, I got to stop moving. And the funnest part of the game is <laughs> managing fun. your items and your loot. And they've just made it a chore because it's so hard navigating around. Even traveling is a bit hard to navigate around. So... They really need to work on those menus. Um, what else was there? That's been my only gripe, really. And, like, it's bad, but it's not really impacting my overall the, the experience. In combat's fine. And yeah. As long as that's fine, you're good to roll. Mm. My other gripe, and a few people have mentioned this, the loot is a bit too much loot, which seems like a dumb thing to complain about. But when you get a rare item, you want to be, ooh, and you want to use it for, like, five, ten levels. There's so many legendaries and epics dropping all the time that you're churning guns every level or two and like what's the point of getting a nice gun you'll get a better one in six minutes anyway and i think they really need to wind that up a bit um there's talk they're going there's a few loot farms that people have discovered where they can farm legendaries and mm. people are getting like 10 legendaries a minute or wow. something absurd so i think they're going to patch that out because um i mean if you can get every legendary in an hour of work why do anything well, else? Okay, yeah. If you can get that many legendaries from farming, then that's probably not ideal and they should patch that. But mm. overall, I don't think that's a problem. In fact, I think that's a really dumb thing to complain about. Like, oh, this game is too fun. There's too many nice guns. Well, it's... <laughs> it's the balance. Because in 2, you'd get a legendary or a, um epic and be like, oh, remember that time I found this and I used it for ages and I loved it and it was the best? You're like that too. You had a moxie gun that you loved. You used it for mm. 10 levels past where you should have. Because there wasn't much better than it. Then I just found a way to get the same gun. <laughs> <laughs> and but now, like every cool gun you get, you got to replace it like every couple levels because something else drops. So I, I don't know. know. Like I, I've been using the same gun for a good few levels now, and I love that gun. Maybe it'll settle down. Maybe we're just because we're leveling so quick because it's the first twenty levels. It's but, probably just that I would yeah. say. But um, yeah. <clears throat> now the one, the best thing so far for me, and mm. this has been a real evolution from one, two, and three, is the talent trees and the character mechanics. Mm. So in one, they were ridiculous; nothing really meant anything. It was all just silly. In two, they went, "Oh, we, everyone's really into the talent trees and the balance yeah. and the moves," and that improved a fair bit. In this one, it's great. Every there's four characters with three trees, all with very different play styles, and. They're like three different classes within a single class. And they've said they're not going to make new characters. They're going to add new skill trees mm. to make the characters play very different. Um, so where I'm rolling a Flak, um, the Beastmaster, mm -hmm. with you, M, with Mosey. So we're playing through together. I'm also running by side a Zane main just to dick around with while you're not around mm -hmm. so I can still play and not 
run ahead of you. I'll do and, similar with Amara soon. And you know when you see an ad for a shooter, so you see a Call of Duty ad and everyone's jumping around doing amazing moves and stuff and like, it all looks cool. And then you play the game and it's just walk up to cover, peek out, shoot, <laughs> peek out, shoot. And the gameplay doesn't match what the ads look like. Yeah. Not a problem with Borderlands. Like, Hell you know, they're yeah. so happy together where they're all dancing oh, around and doing crazy shit. I love that, that so much. is like what the game is like. The combat mm. is insane. And particularly for Zane. Now, yeah. I'm getting a real soft spot for Zane. Because all his moves are bananas. He has a digital clone he can swap spots with. I've got it so whenever we swap spots, there's ice explosions everywhere. Sweet. I've got all sorts of random stuff that causes grenades just to fly out of everywhere. Mm. I've got a drone that zips around and does stuff. I want to get that to drop grenades soon and so you're just zipping around the battlefield swapping weapons doing crazy stuff it's chaos and it's fun like it's not hide behind cover pop up fire a few shots fire a few shots pop up you just run around use all your moves and it's mayhem which is the whole advertising premise oh yeah and they've nailed it so just you can spend ages dicking around with these characters Mm. and the skills and i look forward to taking these up to high levels when you can get lots of skill points obviously yeah and um you know, the crazy antics you can get up with these characters. I quite so. like seeing a little bit of Zane just from, from watching. Uh, he's a bit of a daddy. <laughs> I was like, oh. He's got the Irish accent on. too. Yeah, yeah I, I quite like him. It's quite funny. I, I went main for Flack, but I might be cutting over to Zane because his special thing is he can use two active skills. Ah. And so you can run two of the trees simultaneously mm. and anarchy. And I quite like it. <laughs> But, um, fun. Yeah, so early days, but just for the mayhem of the combat, it's looking great. Yeah. So far. Story, we don't know yet, and they really need to fix that performance. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Everyone's complaining about the jumpy menus and stuff, so... Yeah, not great. You know. Oh. I do like getting in my robot and just blasting psychos in the face with a flamethrower. I'm just like, bye, mm-hmm. bye. Every now and then I look at your screen and I just see like this giant robot just. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got my Skag, who I named after Taco. Which is our puppy here. Which is our puppy. And, Podcast um, puppy. My Taco Skag pisses everywhere and bites people. Oh, hello. And let's not forget that the most important part of Borderlands 3 is that you can pat the Skag. And yeah. I do that a lot. <laughs> I just keep keep pressing it because I just keep getting these cute little love hearts. I'm like, hee hee hee. Well, what's funny is you don't have very much control of your pet, so you, you all want to sit and chill for a minute, and the dogs run, or the skags run halfway across the map to pick a fight with someone else. That is and... a little bit frustrating sometimes, because <laughs> if we're near a machine or trying to loot something, your skag's just sitting in the way being like, hey, yeah. hey, and I'm like, fucking move, dog. Yeah. Cool. So a full review of that will come in probably an episode or three once we finish it up. Yeah. But that's our in progress. Um, any other content or we want to move to our final segment? I think we're ready for our final segment, T. Let's bring this baby home. After the break. Welcome back. This is the final segment of our final episode of season one of Good Pop, Bad Pop. Because which... it's our birthday and that's how we're wrapping it up. <laughs> yeah, that's how we've decided. So I've been thinking, who ending season one... So, you know, it's not like you're season five and you do a two-parter, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I've just gone through some of my favorite shows and looked at the season one finale and season two opener just to see who crushed it, who didn't. And, you know, what's good? Um, One we watched together the other day, because I was thinking about it, Rick and Morty. Mm. Season one (laughs) ender, uh, Rixie Business. 
Um, I'm impressed you said that correctly. Yeah. It's the sort of thing I'd expect you to, you know, not. Because <laughs> I have a mush mouth. <laughs> um, this was a great episode. This is the one where they have the house party. And it's the first time you see Bird Person and mm. Cogman from Cogworld and Squanch. And there was a lot of just throwaway characters who they brought back a lot later on. Yeah. So this was quite fun. And the B plot was um, Jerry and... What's the wife called? Um, oh, I'm blanking. Sarah Chalk. They go on their Titanic cruise. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> it's a bit of a weird B story. <laughs> anyway, they trash the house and they're like, oh, if the house gets trashed, you'll all get kicked out or whatever. And so they freeze time to give themselves time to clean the house. And that's where they end the season. Then they come back to season two and time's frozen and it's been six months. And they're yeah. like, oh, fine, I guess we'll we'll clean the house. And they clean the house and um, because they dicked around of time so much, we get, what was the episode called? Close Encounters of the Rick kind. Oh, I love this episode. And because they're dicking around of time, they do a whole multiverse thing where they split across because of uncertainty. And there's like, you got four windows on screen or six windows on screen. Mm. And they're like, ah. Oh, and then they all, all the Ricks simultaneously decide, oh, unless he's trying to kill me, I wouldn't think he'd do it, but now I've got to do it. And they all just start trying to kill each other. It's so weird. Um, but yeah, excellent one-two punch there. Just for posterity, we've already talked about The Simpsons. Well, I went back and had a look at what The Simpsons was doing at one-two. And mm-hmm. it was very interesting because the final episode of season one of The Simpsons was Some Enchanted Evening, which is the one where they have a babysitter who turns out to be a criminal and ties up the kids. And this was like... Kind, pretty fucked up. Yeah, she's just trying to rob them. And it was kind of dark. Like the, I don't remember this at all. Well, this was 1990. Maybe I've repressed it. 1990? I don't know. Season 1 of Simpsons. And it was really creepy. I remember that babysitter being really terrifying as a kid. Yeah. So, anyway, they the kids find out that they're all capable. Maggie unties them and they beam her in the head. It's quite funny. Um, oh, actually, that sounds, sounds familiar. Yeah. And Homer, not realising what's going on, pays her and sends her on her way. <laughs> Classic Homer. Uh, and then we jump to episode one of season two. We get mm. Bart gets an F, the one where he fails four tests in a row and he may have to repeat the fourth grade. Oh, yeah. Um, this one is one of my favourite Simpsons scenes where he's doing the book report on Treasure Island and he hasn't <laughs> read it. And he's like, yeah. this book is about <laughs> pirates with um, eye patches and <laughs> birds on their shoulders. <laughs> And did I mention this book was published by the, the <laughs> publishing co? <laughs> anyway, um, and this also was a weird episode because he prays he's not ready for the last test, and he prays like in his bedroom, kneels down and prays for something. Mm. And there's a snowstorm, and it gets a snow day, and he's about to run out and play in the snow, and he goes, "No, I prayed for this." Oh, Lisa guilts him. <laughs> like I prayed for this, I should study, and he locks himself inside on a snow day to study. And anyway, he scrapes a D minus and gets to stay in the fourth grade. And it was a pretty touching episode. This is before mm. Simpsons went all crazy. It was a bit before the golden era and so forth. But yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. I didn't realize that that was um, season two. Yeah. There you go. Um, the OC. Hell yeah. Ryan rocks up to the OC. Drama happens at the end. He leaves the OC mm. to be with this girl who's pregnant because... I don't know. That was a bit weird. Yeah. His 18th birthday nearly made my birthday. Oh, uh, yeah. And that was a funny When party. Marissa rocks up and she's all like, eh, I'm not going to go in. And then she goes and everyone broods and goes yeah, home. Very broody. 
Um, so in leaves... hindsight, I decided it wasn't a very good episode. <laughs> Ryan leaves to support his pregnant girlfriend. Seth bails and goes away, leaving his girlfriend. And season two, because, you know, TV, everyone's back by the end of episode one of season two. Of course. So, but on one hand, it was all like, oh, it's the status quo, everything's back to normal. But now everyone's mad at each other, and that's setting the drama for the season. So it's like, it's back to normal. But everyone hates us now. Surprise, brood. <laughs> um, Game of Thrones. Now... Jesus, what even happened then? Well, in episode nine, Ned Stark gets decapitated. Mwah, mwah. Um... Season 10 was the anarchy following that. So, like, people knew. But, like, season 1 of Thrones was all sort of chill plotting behind the background, introducing the characters. And then once Ned died, it went crazy. And then you started getting a real sense for what the show was. Mm. And so the finale of one was just everyone running off into all different directions. This was fire and blood. And then... They come back and... What have I got? I didn't write the second episode. Anyway, in the start of season two was everyone's like, all right, we're all at war. I'm all at war. We're all at war. Everyone's at war. Blah. And anyway, set the tone for the rest of the show. So that was a decent one. Uh, I've already talked about Community, but this was a really good one because if... It was a big tipping point for the show. Yeah. Season one of Community, while it was there, the craziness wasn't front and center yet. Mm. It was sort of pretty not straight edge but you know color by numbers it's so, more about the overall plots rather than the weirdness yeah so the season one finale was at a school dance and the main thing was a love triangle between um mikhail uh britta and the teacher he's dating at the time oh yeah and they're all declaring love for him and he leaves and then Annie also makes a pass at him, and they make out, and it's all, you know, pretty Days of Our Lives drama. Did anyway. Annie and Jeff make out in season one? Well, she kissed him at the end of season one. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that was that early. And it was drama. It wasn't a big deal. Come back to season two, everything becomes super absurd. So, <laughs> um, because of Britta's rejection in public, she becomes sort of a folk hero to all the girls, and everyone's mad at Jeff for spurning Britta. And so they keep trying to one-up each other and be like, no, actually, I'm in love and we're getting married just to get everyone oh, on their side. And they do the, the they do this fake dating for a thing. I and it, that. Yeah, it's quite funny. Um, and then Chang goes from just the dickhead teacher to being a student and being starting to go a little crazy. Remember <laughs> Chang when he joins that? Uh, Abed oh. starts going full meta and weird and referencing everything. And then... The Pierce being crazy thing starts escalating because Troy makes the Twitter of Old White Man Says. And funny story, that was a real Twitter that Donald Glover was running of racist things Chevy Chase was saying on set. And it was sort of like a secret because Chevy Chase didn't do Twitter, so no one knew what was going on. Um, And this was a real, you know, change. And Mm. we know community went bananas later. Uh, what else did I have? I had Atlanta, had a great one-two punch. The season yeah. finale of season one was The Jacket, where um, Ern leaves his jacket in an Uber and spends a whole episode tr- tracking down his jacket. So he gets in... Uh, maybe I saw that one. So he gets in touch with his Uber driver, and then they work out, They he pieces it together from Snapchats from the night before. <laughs> <laughs> um, they go back to the strip club to work out if he left it there. 
they end up going to his Uber driver's house who's being raided by the police and then he does a runner and he's wearing the jacket and he gets shot to shit while wearing the jacket. That's right. <laughs> and, and has to go up to him and say, hey guys, um, this is actually my jacket. I don't want the jacket. I need something out of the pocket. <laughs> and he sort of rifles through this dead body. Ah, it's crazy. And season two, the first episode was Florida Man with the uh, pet alligators. Oh, yeah, I did see that too. <laughs> and, that where, and acquires a golden gun at the end of it, which was a bit crazy. random. Um, I also had Always Sunny, just because of mm-hmm. the names of the episodes. <laughs> Season one finale was called Charlie Gets Molested. Sure. This is the one where everyone, everyone else comes to the conclusion that he was molested by the gym teacher. Mm. And it becomes this whole thing, and it turns out they're all faking it because they just hated the gym teacher. But all the other kids from the school come out like, yeah, he molested me too. Yeah. And it became a whole thing. And then 201, Charlie Gets Crippled. <laughs> and he gets injured and ends up in a wheelchair for a while but this is going down really well at the strip club so everyone else well mostly frank gets wheelchairs to start faking injuries to get attention at the oh, that's right at the strip club uh... then they get mad about it they're all pretending to be war vets and then they get a uh, wheelchair fight and it's all anyway the point is you couldn't do these two episodes of tv today fake molestation claims as comedy you can't do that anymore uh, pretending to be war veterans and cripple fights and stuff. You can't do that anymore. See, I know that we say that you can't do that anymore, but I feel like Always Sunny would still do How was the last season of Always Sunny? Well, that was the one where it. it finished with the interpretive dance thing oh, I did about like that. Mac being gay sort of thing. I so they were that. really high concept and really progressive. So, yeah. they're, you know, they're not making Good these job things. coming full yeah. circle, gang. <laughs> uh, um... My last one, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm. Just because of such a, a tonal shift. So in season one, Buffy's happy-go-lucky college girl who happens to kill vampires. Um, she dies in the finale. Uh-huh. Gets resurrected and kills the master, the bad guy. Season two opens and she's super emo, super depressed and angsty. And she becomes angsty Buffy for the whole season. Um, that sounds like every third season of Supernatural. <laughs> And so some people are trying to resurrect the bad guy, the master. So they've got his skeleton and they're doing a ritual. And Buffy, she's so mad and traumatized. And she finds that they're trying to resurrect it. And she sees a skeleton and she skitzes out and gets like a big mallet and mallets the shit out of a skeleton. Sweet. (laughs) And that's how it finishes her, like her simmering rage, turning into actual rage and destroying Mm. stuff. And it was great. She stayed emo the whole season. But Yeah. yeah, it was a good one, two punch. Um, now the main ones that popped to my head, some of my favourite shows. Hmm, very good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Tell us if you have any favourites of, um, season changes. Um, and don't forget to also tell us what are your favourite birthday episodes and or moments in film. You can tell us those at facebook.com forward slash goodpopbadpoppodcast or you can send us a tweet at goodpop underscore badpop and don't forget on our Instagram, we'll probably smash a cake later, yes. it is goodpopbadpop podcast thank you so much for listening and we will be back with our regular content next week happy birthday and remember to submit your good listener bad listener submissions do it now do it now we will watch it 